0: Everybody, welcome to the Hallmarkies Podcast, and we're really excited because this is our final Hallmark recap of 2022. Unbelievable, we did it, we made it. (laughs) Yes, so excited! And I'm feel-good Rachel Wagner, and Jasmine is here. Hey, everybody! And we're really excited. As a guest joining us on this recap is Christine Weatherup, director. See you next Christmas, and Christine, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And, uh, and since, uh, so for people that might not know, we've talked about your movie quite a bit. We did an on friendship episode on it. We reviewed it last year, but for people that don't know, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about your movie and, uh, and, uh, I would love how you- that how that ended up all happening.
1: Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm actually an actress primarily. And that's where I got my start. And then I wrote and directed this feature. See you next Christmas. Uh, that is set at the same annual holiday party over the course of six years. And it's sort of an enemies to friends story where you see this couple who meets at the holiday party meet continually year after year until maybe by the end, they may end up together <laughs> sort of an indie when Harry met Sally with like a little bit of uh, same same time next year. Uh, Or Four Weddings and a Funeral, those kinds of vibes, yeah.
0: So how did you get the idea to do this movie, to do a Christmas movie, to direct it? How did that all happen?
1: Well, I've always wanted to direct, uh, so I was looking for something that that I could do sort of on a budget because it was my first, uh, my first time directing a feature. Uh, and then also I love Christmas. So to spend all that time, cause you have to spend so much time making a movie, you know, like between writing it, blah, 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 all of, all of the pre-pro, uh, and like listening to Christmas music to get in the spirit. This gave me an excuse to do that all year, <laughs> um, without people commenting on it, I could listen yeah. to Christmas music in June. Um, and also I, I myself throw an annual holiday, party so that was sort of the kernel of the idea and I thought wouldn't it be neat if people actually met at one of my parties and like what would have happened if that you know because we've had friendships come out of it no no romances that I know of but uh (laughs) maybe in time
2: yeah
0: (laughs) well that's so fun and you filmed this like right before everything closed down right
1: I did literally two weeks before we wrapped before uh it was yeah the end of February, 2020, that we shot it in my my apartment, half of it. So (laughs) talk about indie (laughs) filmmaking.
0: (laughs) Well, in these three movies, this is your first ever Hallmark movie that you've watched. That is
1: true. As someone who loves Christmas, it's very funny. I never had uh, gone down the Hallmark rabbit hole and this gave this (laughs) podcast gave me the excuse to do it this year. Yay. (laughs) You're indoctrinating me.
0: (laughs) Well, Jasmine, how do you feel the season has been for Hallmark now that
2: we're we're at the end? You know
0: what? Since we're
2: at the finish line, I will have to say they got like an A-minus for me this year. Mm-hmm. B yeah. plus A-minus for me this year. Like every week they've just been hitting back to back, even different stories during mm-hmm. each week. I'm like, I'm blown away. Yeah, and like, they, they included everybody. They mixed it with inclusion. We got our first, you know. LGBTQ, A plus movie, like they've been stepping up the bar. Yeah,
0: they really have been trying to do different stories. It's not all just the city girl goes to the country and, you know, meets the hometown hunk, (laughs) as much as we love that. Don't get us wrong. But, uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of variety. There's been mysteries. There's been, uh, dramas there's been they have this Kwanzaa movie they have the hanukkah movie i mean there's really been a lot i think people would be genuinely surprised uh if uh, they i think a lot of people write these movies off without having actually seen them and is that why
1: you invited me here am i that person
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna win you over and then you can spread the word there we go Uh, but uh but yeah i think that people would be genuinely surprised i mean obviously they're not all winners but uh there's some there's been some real good ones this year i would say this has been a strong year for hallmark and a really strong year for lifetime which is good because last year lifetime was rough it was not my favorite um but this year was much better (laughs) so Uh, but anyway, so we're talking about holiday heritage was the night before Christmas and five more minutes moments like these on Hallmark channel, Hallmark movies, and mysteries, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We I did a separate recap of Hanukkah and Rye uh, with my friend Stacy Agdern, uh, who's a Jewish uh, romance novel writer. <laughs> so that's a really fun episode. So if you're looking for that recap, that's where that is. But let's dive in. Let's talk about it. So we're going to start with Holiday Heritage. And this is on the 16th. And it stars Lindy Greenwood, Brooke Starnell, Holly Robinson-Pete. And as Ella returns to her hometown to mend fences with her fractured family, with the help of Griffin, her ex-boyfriend, she encourages her family to celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa and to heal their past wounds before it's too late. Uh, And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Jasmine, is... Because you, uh, you celebrate Kwanzaa, is that correct?
2: Actually, that is totally true. I started celebrating Kwanzaa like when I was in high school. So I remember my aunt, um, even before then, my aunt would celebrate with my great grandma as they were growing up and just learning um, the different Swahili words, going to different um, events in our, our city uh, where they will host uh, different activities. They talk about Kwanzaa. we did a little bit of everything. and it's not really founded on religion. It's found on, on like our heritage to relearn like our heritage, to relearn you know about community, uh, family, just you know counting down to the end of the year and just being thankful with the principles. Mm-hmm. and it really did stick with me in high school I got to college you know I can't bring everything we need in my dorm room but I still celebrate those things even a couple of years ago I'm just you know doing like little <laughs> posts on Instagram and my one of my freshmen was like I did not know about Kwanzaa she's like I'm definitely doing this next year just having the awareness because not a lot of people know about Kwanzaa yeah. it's not a federal holiday or anything it's just you know it's part of a cultural you know celebration and not only about you no know, some parts of the U.S. does celebrate A little bit of Canada, a little bit of the Caribbean is not national. Not celebrating Africa. It's just about getting back to our roots. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited when you know, homework was like, "We're doing a movie um, based on Kwanzaa." I was like, "Okay, finally!" I've been counting down yeah. like what year it's going to be. What year is going to be?
0: Yeah, I mean, because even even like BET Plus and and some of those other networks, they. They haven't done to my knowledge Kwanzaa movies so i uh, this is really pretty unique uh to, to, and i was excited about it because it's something i know almost nothing about so i was looking forward to watching it and overall I, I enjoyed the movie uh what overall what did you think of this one christine overall
1: i i i enjoyed it overall i feel like similarly i didn't know too much about kwanzaa and so i felt like they dealt with, you know, they they educated the audience without sort of talking down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt like the chemistry of the leads, I think, is particularly Brooks Darnell, I thought was really charming and 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 for me carried that thread really well and and mm-hmm. I, are we allowed to say spoilers of what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a recap, okay. that, so that's what good. I yeah. thought. <laughs> but before I be spoiled, but that, that last scene toward the end, you know, where they're dancing like that, that to me was the promise of the film, that sort of joyous. And I think it was slow in places leading up to it. But when mm-hmm. it got there, I felt like that that was where the film was leading and it was really yeah. fulfilling to get there.
0: Yeah, that whole celebration uh, sort of montage was very mm-hmm. was very rewarding and effective. I agree, uh, Jasmine. What did you overall think of, of the movie?
2: Ooh, this film has been up and down with me. I had to watch it <laughs> like two or three times because it up and down. For the first run, I was like, okay, I'm watching it. Second time, I'm definitely critiquing it. Third time, just just give it a hallmark for their version of kwanzaa uh, uh-huh. i love the fact that, i love the fact they did um try to bridge in uh christmas and kwanzaa because people you know in my community they do celebrate both christmas and kwanzaa but the fact that i got there about 45 like about almost a <laughs> four hour into the movie to get to kwanzaa i was like mm. well this is kind of like we're talking about it we're seeing all this thing because that nippy little you know question that that dropped during the movie like we're supposed to have this silent auction i wanted to see ella's um pictures Mm. um you know but other than that it was you know do i love it like 100% like i can't love it i can't hate it but it's like i'm in the middle of it because like Mm. i love that they finally gave us this representation i thought we could have got a little bit more and yeah,
1: I wouldn't I, have minded focusing more
2: on Kwanzaa. Like, if, if it had
1: been 10 or 15 minutes of Christmas at the beginning to get to Kwanzaa, yes. yeah. it was
2: like four yeah. days yeah. worth of Christmas. I'm like, wait a minute, talk about Kwanzaa. Like, you know, maybe she came in, maybe like the like Christmas Eve and knocked out everything and then we got straight into Kwanzaa. I would 100% agree with it. But it was just like, it was more towards the fact that we had Christmas presents and then, oh, we're talking about Kwanzaa. And then, yeah,
0: I can see what you're saying. For me, where I, in general, enjoyed it for me where it didn't work was the conflict between <sighs> the grandma and the mother. Thanks. I, Holly mm-hmm. and I, internally, I, I just felt like that was so negative and just not in keeping with the tone of the movie. And, uh, and I, I feel like if you're gonna have that kind of fighting and that kind of conflict, it needs to like really pay off. And I like, need to be in tears at the end. And, and I, I, I don't know if I, I really felt that and I was just kind of like, can we just move on from this and just be in our cute little romance between Lindy and uh, and Brooks? <laughs> um, well, And it
1: was interesting because I feel like they spent so much time talking about how there was conflict between grandma and mom, but not like giving us the conflict because conflict in families is so relatable. Yeah. And I feel like we just heard them complain, but we never mm-hmm. saw the root of it and never got that sort of emotional payoff at the end about
0: yeah. it. Yeah, it was just that they she wanted to modernize the the baking and the grandma didn't. It seemed like that was about it, you know. And, and and so and then of course she's she decides that she's going to move to Chicago, and that becomes you know she gets really upset. The grandma gets really upset about that, which I don't even know why she's that upset. If she doesn't seem to even really like like her daughter right. that much, <laughs> like i don't know so that was that was where i was kind of struggling with the movie Uh, we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast calling all pride and prejudice fans lizzie shane the award-winning author of the pine hollow series has a brand new small town romance on the shelves and this time it has a jane austen twist In Pride and Puppies, a Jane Austen fan struggling to find her modern day Mr. Darcy decides to swear off men and adopt an adorable puppy, only to find herself catching feelings for her sweet, not at all Darcius neighbor. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. Don't miss Pride and Puppies, available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzyshane.com or use our affiliate link in the description. That's lizyshane.com. And also they, they say the never go to bed angry. And I, just, I think that, I mean, I'm not married, so what do I know? But I think that's really bad advice because sometimes you need to cool off. And you, if, you don't, if, if you don't cool off and wait a day or more, you might say something that you really regret in the heat of the moment. So I think the whole idea of never go to bed angry is not good advice. I,
1: mean, I have to say, I'm not, yeah, I'm not so pro that advice myself as, as someone who is married. I I'm the cool off type myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. People always say that it's like, no, <laughs> yourself I did like down. the
1: grandpa's presence, even though, you know, in yes. the way they did that on a video, it didn't feel, you know, like I don't know. It felt, it felt authentic and yeah. it gave the voice to the grandpa without, you know, him being a ghost or, you know,
2: <laughs> well, and it I was, was like, I was the grandpa was in the movie. I, was like, I did too. <laughs> like his presence was just so chill. I understand. Yeah. It was like, I feel like this drama that was added into the movie took away from the Kwanzaa experience. Cause it was just like, okay, what's the drama about? Like, honestly, that drama could have been on, you know, miracles of Christmas and we could have hashed out from there but i'm like we wanted to see like the rom during it all the community wise and mm-hmm. I didn't get enough of the community either well, it's
0: like so did you is 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 this kwanzaa chest is that part of like
2: your celebration if you heard actually, that you do that no. and i was totally really you know excited i'm like they have a kwanzaa chest like we have like an, we put our like a little box and stuff and you know you know everything we need like our candle you know or you know I can't remember all the words that so have them right now. I didn't have, have the pronunciations, but you know, I have the, you know, the, in the candlestick holder, the candles, like we, my aunt, we remember one, you're just like, I gotta find corn. I'm like, I know, I'm like, Dad, you see the corn on the table? I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? I love how at had the chest and I want to know more. I'm like, was well, mm-hmm. this chest passed down to another, to, to like his father, like, or his mother? Like I wanted to know more or did they create it within their family as a tradition? And we didn't get a lot of that. I was like, I wanted to know. I'm like, this is really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was that was funny when he and the grandpa says that uh, that uh, Kwanzaa is cultural medicine for Black families. Although that was a nice kind of. Way to yeah,
1: something it. about him as the patriarch was really nice. Cause it was, you know, sometimes when you hear like a patriarch of a family, you think of like a really tough, like, but he was yeah. so warm in his memories and such, I mean, family was at the center of it, but in such a like sort of kind, inclusive, soft way, which you don't often see depicted. And yet we spent so much time with mom and grandma who were sort of cold and, and less, war- you know, it was interesting. They focused there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like every family has that person that's like the peacemaker and then just makes mm-hmm. <laughs> things
1: oh, Even from the too. grave, even from beyond, Grandpa yeah, was the is the peacemaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Lindy's character, she went away. I guess her name's Ella. She went away to Boston uh, and she had this uh, romance with Brooke Starnell's character. And she didn't realize that he was going to propose to her that day that, uh, that she told him that she was going off to Boston and he's now the mayor of the town. And uh, I completely agree with you, Christine Brooks sarnell. He was so dreamy. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yes. he was
1: so cute and charming you you could root for him in a way that it's funny because i've been going into this i knew like a trope of hallmark films is you know going back to the small town and returning and leaving your big city life and so at first i found myself being like stay in boston but he was so lovely that i i forgave her for wanting to move home i was like that's the right choice yes
2: yes (laughs) 100%. And they let mom
1: leave. So they kind of, they traded, they had one person coming and another person going. So yeah,
0: I, in his last movie, I said that Brooke Sternell took hot pills and I, I think he took them again for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. I mean, no wonder Hallmark just signed him to a, I think a four picture. Oh, wow. deal. Yes. No wonder. Cause he's, he is great. He's really, really, really good. So yeah, of the three I,
1: films I, we're talking about today, he was my favorite of the romantic leads.
0: Yeah, no question. And I thought that they had nice chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you did it, so? They do say that Holly Robinson he had Lindy very young because there is a 19 year difference, but it they looked it, it looked like more. Less than that, less than nineteen. Yeah, I mean, they look kind of the same age. <laughs> it didn't look like a mother daughter. That would be my only. I'm like, I don't know. And I, when I when I interviewed Lindy, she said that when she, when she first heard about it, she was kind of like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> how's that going to work?" But uh, I don't. Know. Did you, Jasmine, buy them as mother daughter?
2: I saw this as maybe she had her as like a teen situation, yeah. and they grew up. You know basically as mother, daughter, as siblings at the same time. So she you know, mm. okay, said, you know what? I'm, I'm 50. I'm like, Polly, you look good. Go stop playing. <laughs> this K- Karamu, is that the right
0: Kar- Karamu festival? Uh, mm. This big feast. I looked up on Wikipedia and it said, it's a feast that takes place on January 1st, the seventh day of, Kwanzaa, of the Kwanzaa period. A Kwanzaa ceremony may include drumming and musical selections libations a reading of the african pledge and the principles of blackness so is this something you you have done this karamu feast in your
2: family jasmine actually i have actually like we didn't i know in the community wise as well like they'll pick like a certain day either they would do it on the sixth day of kwanzaa um towards like the end where we'll come together maybe some vendors doing like little small appetizer type of food or we at home we'll make something together like i remember one year my aunt made like bean pie i was like bean pie like it's not simple potato pie but we'll give it a try because we're doing kwanzaa you know together mm-hmm. but it's it just talk about just being together as family working together as a team um i guess mm-hmm. you know sharing recipes like in the sense as a, as a kid growing up i'm like okay like you know we're in the kitchen we're doing this though but taking away, wow! Like I actually learned something along the way, even during Kwanzaa. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning about different recipes, different our culture. Like why we mm-hmm. have this, why we celebrate this. The drums, why you know why are drums incorporated in like our music today, or you know everything in between. That's right, Miko, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So there's but seven no, I... seven principles: yes. unity, self determination, collective work and responsibility cooperative economics purpose creativity and faith and they focused a lot on the purpose one in this one and the the faith uh as well and uh and she is doing like you said the paintings of the and i do agree they could have had like a little more of a payoff of those paintings so that was kind of rushed
2: yeah i was waiting for it too i was like yeah. I want to see was she gonna do a painting or was she gonna you know have the seven principles, and then at the end, maybe you just draw a picture of like maybe her her town, and you know what to be in community, and like kind of realize maybe I do need to move back. You know, yeah. I was, was thinking in my mind was going to happen. Yeah, it felt like set up. Yeah. yeah,
0: I agree. I, the thing about the grandma is that I don't understand why it was such a problem to have her daughter trying different recipes when it's not like it's it's not like it's a permanent exhibit it's literally they would sell them that day and then they would be done so i right I,
1: I, <laughs> yeah why not try it one week and see how it goes
0: you're like mind heaven forbid you. she make a boost in a while well, like
2: <laughs> mind you she uh, you know sticking teeth off one of like you no know, micah's like dishes to eat a little bit like how does it taste like okay it's not bad but i felt like it was not explain a lot like okay the chapel bakery like okay i just think it's tradition but like she didn't say why we had these tradition dishes that were passed down. It wasn't right. like, it was a tradition to keep these dishes or say, you know what? Like, maybe we'll try it and see what happens. But we want to say to our core, or maybe we maybe could add it after the sale and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think she suggests like ginger uh, cream puffs or something like eclairs yeah. at one point. Like it, you could make a batch and literally just eat them yourself. They're no good? Like, I just don't understand the harm And like, she was making stuff that was really important to her husband and to Mm -hmm. remind her, she, she was having a hard time, you know, moving on or letting go of that grief, uh, which I would understand, but I don't know. It just seemed like, boy, you're really, uh, you're really creating this divide between you and your daughter over something that you just eat them. They're gone. (laughs) Like, it's, I don't know. I just feel like it's not a permanent thing. Why are you making such a big deal of it? Uh, it made it harder to root for the character, I think. And you want, like, these kind of grandma characters, you want them to be warm and loving and kind. And and so it was just a little
1: Well, and to weird. have three women at the center of the film, somehow the conflict didn't, didn't, and and it could have been. I feel like the yeah. promise of that trio and, and the actors as well, you know, it could have been something more. Mm-hmm
0: i think so too and they do say what wwgrd what would grandpa riley do that was that was cute yeah that was cute back to like you know being a kid at sunday
2: school and we're getting the little bracelets you know
0: (laughs) right yeah where when they uh, when they announce the paintings uh this is when holly robinson announces that she's moving and then the grandma gets her mom gets very upset about it and uh and they because of all this conflict they forget to make the cookies and so then the cookie brigade comes in which was really fun the baking that was sweet yeah brigade. yeah that i wish really that
2: good. music what, what they were playing during that montage of making the cookies mm-hmm. it was going throughout the whole entire um seven days of kwanzaa i thought like i would have had like no more beat throughout the whole yes yeah, like, was- evening cool down and pick it back up again and
0: yeah yeah, because that that was fun music. I guess I could see that, and uh, and so then there's basically like this little intervention that Lynn, that Ella has for her mom and grandma, and uh, and then they watch the message from the grandpa, basically saying like straighten up,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was nice. Uh, and then I agree with you, Jasmine, that the whole Kwanzaa celebration was just really fun. That whole montage of the dancing and the lights and the, the food looked delicious. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lily, we like, it's like a celebration. We're cooking like every, like some people like, every day. I'm like, there's more food than I can take. I can breathe in. I'm like, okay, let's keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, what is, is your sort of big, is it the seventh night that you have the big meal, the Karamu?
2: I think, I believe we do have it on 7 nights. Some people have it on the 6th. We either do the six or seven depending on which year it is. And uh, we have like, you know, a little bit of everything because we're trying to know, finishing off Christmas dinners. Throughout the uh-huh. week, you know, but I know we either, uh, we get ready, especially because new year, we get ready to make black-eyed peas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get ready to make um, collard greens. Um, you know, just staples to get ready for the blessing to the new year. So we definitely have those two staples in our dishes for the mm-hmm. new year. Sometimes people bring in gumbo, you know, depending on how how we're feeling this year. Like, are we having gumbo this year? But make sure we have the black eye peas for sure, because it's for good luck. Mm-hmm. Mostly, people all, all, about all the in the black community, make sure they have black eye peas. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that's for good luck. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, do you wear those uh, the outfits that they? I don't know what they're called. Oh, those, um, oh. Uh,
2: either some people have like the dai they have like the um. I actually have maybe like one or two pieces in my closet. Um, I know you either order them online or you can get them locally. If you have um, local um, African um, shops in town I know here in Fresno, I believe we have one, I believe. And not, I know I can definitely go to the area or I can go to LA to even grab, um, you know, sets. I know I've seen uh, people wear them either for church celebrations when we have um, activities there or we do it during um, Kwanzaa. And it's really just, you know, I mean, just, you know, different colors, the patterns. They were so it was- beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, just, it's, like, it's like a world like yeah. up in the sense of like, you know, in that respect, but same time in the celebration. It was and
1: sort it- of interesting to see it in the snow, you know, because obviously they were yeah. in the Midwest. And to see that sort of like what you think of as very warm weather clothing. Uh, yeah. I just get as a Californian, I just kept <laughs> feeling cold.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, cold. Oh, right? my God. I was cold. I had questions about that. I'm like, y'all, y'all. Um. I was like, can you wear a jacket? Yeah, it was over? snowing. Yeah, I forget what Lindy
0: said. I think they were filming this in like September. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Uh, so uh, this last September. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a fast turnaround. Oh, they do in yeah. these movies. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they 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 have some that didn't end up end up filming till the end of October. And they they wow. just flip them over so fast. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they announce that Holly is going to be moving to Chicago with the gram with her mom's blessing. And they say, Your dream can grow wherever you feel the sunshine on your face, which I thought was a sweet mm. moment. And uh, and then we find out that that Ella is moving home. And so she tells uh she tells that to Brooks. And, uh, we get our happy ending and, uh, and I, I would love to see the two of them in more movies together. Keep yeah, definitely. Great. <laughs> yeah, Yes. Uh, so yeah, I would give this one. Um, I probably give it like a 3.5. I enjoyed out of five. I enjoyed all the Kwanzaa elements. I enjoyed, uh, Lindy and Brooks, uh, but it was just the mother conflict wasn't my favorite. Uh, but what about you, Christine, what would you get out of five?
1: I think, yeah, I think that I might do 3.5 as well, because I feel like it was a great introduction to Kwanzaa, but could definitely dig deeper. Like, I think they were trying to like dipping their toe in to see if the audience is willing and interested. And I hope in future years, they take a bigger risk and go deeper into the culture. Um, because as somebody outside the culture, I found it fascinating. And those were the elements I liked best. Me too. Uh,
0: Jasmine, what about you? What would you give it out of five?
2: I'm gonna give it a three because I know it's just like their first, you know, run doing a Kwanzaa movie, but hopefully if they do another Kwanzaa movie, I want them to have like you know, there's plenty of, as, as they're going each day, but don't don't put two days in one. Like I saw that. Yeah, oh, and, <laughs> you know, like, and I want to see more of the of the community. I only saw I maybe mean, like four different, let me three different, you know, things in the community. I'm like, if this is a community thing, I want to see more of the community. I want to see the shops that are out there besides the two bakers, which I'm still confused why they were. A beef that no one told us about I'm like okay yeah
0: I, I I wonder if they just felt like it was hard to do collective work and responsibility and then cooperative economics I feel like those are challenging principles to portray and uh the I wonder if that's why they combine I think those are the two they combined I, I feel right? like
2: the you know how they had like the market um swap with the cookies and stuff yeah that could have been scrapped for you know being in the community and supporting their small business in their community—that I would have mm-hmm. thought like that whole scene could yeah. be for them. Like, I definitely would have saw that and saw different like shop owners and everything of that nature, and like, okay, they're supporting the community, trying to keep everything in center with their community to keep building it and keep growing it yeah but I hopefully if yeah hopefully if you could add more like even the breakdown of how to pronounce each of the words I was probably didn't put it in the actual word like how to pronounce this word as you're following along there as they're pronouncing it you can be able to see it because that's what we did growing up even to this day like I have the pronunciation if I can pronounce it correctly each Swahili word and mm. even after like ella should have had a friend where she stopped by check on her before she left like hey what's that and then like oh, this is our quan stuff this is our you know this that. yeah and like the basics of it until they got into it because they're saying the word but like with people like oh this is treating but what is what does each word mean i'm not sure mm-hmm. i watched it on replay so i'm not sure if they had any subtitle at the bottom like this is what this means or this is what that yeah it would it kind of helped a little bit
0: Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. And the like only drawback want, I had was like, like you don't want to spoon feed the audience. Then the it's part, just yeah. like uh, then it's just boring. Uh, 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 and they've done that, and so they did that in some of the Hanukkah movies in yeah. the past, not this year, but in the past, where it's like we know what a menorah is. We're not <laughs> like please don't. Uh, but uh but yeah, so there's a it's tricky, and and uh, so this was a pretty I think good base hit, a good start, and it'll be interesting
3: to see what they do in the future.
0: independent women by becoming a patreon you get to become a part of the hallmarkies family
3: starting at only two dollars a month as a patron you will have access to our facebook patreon group where we talk about the movies shows and more all year
0: we also have many monthly patron watch alongs with guests like Lacey chabert natalie hall paul campbell mary lou henner and more giving their behind the scenes details of their
3: films as a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
3: Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Well, let's talk about Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> this was on the 17th, the DeVito and Zane Holitz. And it's a former actress trying to break into directing, test her skills with a town's annual Christmas Eve courtroom production in which the true authorship of the famous poem, A Visit from St. Nick, is debated. So I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this film, uh, Christine, as a director yourself, (laughs) as an actress trying to break into directing yourself.
1: You know, I really enjoyed it in a way. I was like, oh, this is just playing to my interest because not only am I an actress turned director, but my whole family are all lawyers. And so oh, no. I'm like, oh, <laughs> between, like doing a legal A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. This was my favorite of the three. Like I, I found it fun and it definitely got me in the Christmas spirit. You know, I feel like the setting was really fun. I thought the performances were fun. I really loved uh Tori DeVito the the lead I thought she was smart and funny and and just yeah she was really fun to watch
0: well and I think Zane Holtz is also taking hot pills because he was (laughs) (laughs) and I thought that they had really good chemistry and I honestly I could have like almost done away with the Holina plot line because it didn't really go that much anywhere. And just had it been the two of them as the actors the whole time, uh, because I could have used even more of them together yeah because
1: I also felt like it did take us out a little bit of like oh she got this opportunity for a film that shoots the 27th of December like <laughs> yeah. what movie's starting the 27th like there, there were so many things in that storyline that I were like that just was such a stretch <laughs> but, yeah. yeah I like your plan drop it and she's in it the whole time
0: well and also like the idea that this is basically like a long improv sketch evidently like they yeah. it was a little confusing because because they're like writing a script but then they're like not using a script and I'm like is this a trial or is this like a actual is there a script i
1: i love the idea that the audience at intermission gets to do the verdict that they're the jury that i thought was charming i was like i'd see that play
0: (laughs) it's like choose your own adventure the play exactly (laughs) i don't know jasmine what do you think of this one
2: when i first heard about it i was like okay so i don't okay we're having maybe a reenactment of the story but with those days on the trial, I was like, I'm here for everything. I love the retelling of like, who really wrote it? I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, this more wrote it. We mean there's another player that actually wrote it? Like I was invested when we do I need to really look this up? Like, is this really I did real? go into
1: Wikipedia while watching it. Cause I, I had <laughs> no idea. I didn't know there was a, an argument.
2: <laughs> like I'm yeah. sitting here, like they took a spin on a classic poem that we read every christmas eve and gave it a mock trial like who and then bought about the ghost and i was like <laughs> i mean yeah i mean they're expecting this poor actress
0: lena to be able to just <laughs> just make this up on the fly they don't even know if like the actor is going to be there they don't know if livingston and, uh, and <laughs> Carter, more, yes they're going to be there if they're going to show up and sometimes they do evidently sometimes they don't in a poof of snow and uh, <laughs> so I was just like, this thing is bonkers, but I've enjoyed it very much. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and what a test of uh, your directing skills. If you don't even know your actors are gonna be present.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, he, what improv, say. just improv, if, he, if they're not gonna show just improv. Yeah. <laughs> well, they kind uh, of just play along with it. They're
1: like, well, I think they'll show up tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, we find out that uh that zane's character that he is the the research is his superpower which i thought was funny i mean they really made this was probably the most likable lawyer in hallmark history (laughs) that's funny usually they're like a little shady a little suspect Mm. you know to be a lawyer (laughs) Um, and this is in upstate new york is where it's supposedly taking place and uh and so you have this mysterious Henry Livingston Jr. appearing throughout the movie and then uh, you have uh, Connor, right? Is it Connor? Yeah, is the what's the other what's the other guy's name? Uh, who, Moore, Zane Holt is Moore. Connor. Yeah. Oh yeah, Zane's name is Connor. So then you have more there and they evidently are the there's the debate about who really wrote it because it's in Moore's name, right? Yeah. It was published under his name. And he says he wrote it for his his children. Uh, but then the counter argument is that uh he had only done uh like yeah, yeah he claimed ownership,
1: I think 20 years, 20 years after Lynn yeah. died. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and that he never done any other poetry.
1: And- yeah, yeah, he hadn't used that style of verse or whatnot. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah and that he uh um that he didn't uh believe in smoking that was like, right. A big thing Yeah because there's
1: that line in the poem about the the smoke encircling yeah. Santa's head like a wreath mm-hmm. or whatever yeah
0: yeah <laughs> So that was interesting uh and I I liked when they were talking about the play and they said it's Dickens with a deposition <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't get me in the door. I know that. I know me too. I was like, yes, sign <laughs> me up. So there Connor and Tori's character, uh, it they both are staying at this bed and breakfast with Edna. And she's definitely like a busybody matchmaker. I
1: Edna. thought she was really fun. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: uh I'm and, sorry, she's like my favorite right now because she's like every fangirl who's like living our dream to like no just stay here with just stay here I have room uh, she's like, I'm not missing this for the world like I made sure I was like you're the number one fangirl thank you yeah
0: <laughs> well the banter between Tori and uh and Connor was so good and that's why I say I wish we'd almost got even more of them but like she's like, "Are you flirting with me? Do you want me to be?" That was so fun, and uh, and he says, "Our kissing, our kiss in Christmas Cupid was my favorite on screen kiss." <laughs> 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 and there have been, I think, multiple movies called Christmas Cupid, so that tries- yeah. checks out. That's a
1: good title for a movie. Yeah, it's a good title.
0: <laughs> uh, then they make gingerbread houses because they're trying to show Lena that that you can uh like that that when your brain is focusing on one thing that you can help with the anxiety and you can help learn your things when you're kind of you've got your hands doing one thing and then you're listening to the you're memorizing your lines uh, at the same time that there's something about your brain that that works and uh and she's uh, finding true lines while decorating gingerbread houses with lena do so you think? Do you think that's a valid? Uh, that would be a valid strategy, Christine.
1: <laughs> was- uh, you know, memorization is one of those challenging parts of the job, and I think that is actually probably a valid. Like when you're not thinking about it, mm-hmm. sometimes then it can, you know, it, when you're not worried and focused about mm-hmm. it. I thought I thought her tips on memorization were actually probably accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I really liked how they used the chocolate as the the roof tiles mm-hmm. in the gingerbread houses. That looked really good. Gingerbread houses are impossible. They're so
1: hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even the kits, when yeah. you have a kit, it's still hard. It's still
0: hard and it just falls apart. I don't know. I have no. But mean no
1: the gingerbread houses and like the Christmas fair, like the Victorian, you know, like walkthrough, I just felt like it had such Christmassy, like <laughs> yeah. cozy elements.
0: Yes. Uh yeah.
2: <laughs> do you ever do gingerbread houses, Jasmine? I do, yeah, I think last year I attempted to bake, I have the little kit off of Amazon, like, you know, the cutouts. I can be able to do it, I'm looking at it, like, they're all lopsided, like, how am I going to put this together, what's going on, like, the trees are not connecting, I'm like, did I make them too thin, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to ask Reese Drummond while I'm watching, like, you know, the cookie challenge, how do I fix my dough, please,
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I got a nice. kit where it was uh, uh, from Michael's, like a um, cookie cutter that makes a mini gingerbread house. So like you, you do the Ooh. thing and it's like probably one by one are su- the sides one inch by one inch and you can do it. And that what I could keep together. It was small <laughs> enough where it didn't have, <laughs> and they were so cute. We made like a little village of mini houses. See, oh
2: like, that is michael cute. did not have it in my city like i don't know what's going on i live at michael's half the time oh. <laughs> so good at my new like cutouts like every other day I'm like i don't need this but i'm gonna put it in my collection just because
0: yeah so then there's this whole one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when he is talking to that reindeer puppet that was so funny I thought. anytime you need a distraction i'm your man <laughs> i love that i had a feeling that might have been improv i kind of wondered if he just improved with that puppet because it kind of felt i'm it. curious it did kind yeah. of have that
1: sense Hmm. Uh,
0: that he evidently had uh signed up for improv because he was going to law school mm-hmm. and he thought it would help him and uh and but he hasn't taken the bar uh but he still wants to be a A lawyer i think i thought it was funny the idea that
1: like (laughs) acting would be not the safe thing but like you'd fall into acting versus law because usually i think people think of it the other way that like you do this reliable thing and you become a lawyer (laughs) rather than pursue your creative passion so it was funny to see somebody who became a very successful actor sort of easily and now is wanting law (laughs)
0: he says acting was the road that accident accidentally chose him Yeah, I don't think that happens for actors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so then they have this Broadway producer coming in to watch this, whatever it is, mock trial slash play. And I, I think that would be hard to have her in rehearsal because you need to be able to make mistakes in rehearsal. You need to be able to try things in rehearsal. And so to have this producer there, I think would be hard.
1: I found myself thinking in that scene because that's when we first see the ghosts appear and it's like this incredible effect the audience thinks of like the ghost appearing during it. And I thought how like they should have saved that for the final, for the one show rather than like a rehearsal that's sort of low stakes. It was higher stakes because the producer was there. But I thought like, what if we saw what the play should have been? And then in the final performance, then ghosts appear and it goes crazy. It would have made that maybe a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it did give this sense of like, are they going to appear or are they not going right, to appear? Or, we that's don't even true. know. There you know, was tension
1: about like, who's going to be at the show.
0: And I was just like legit confused. I wrote down, are they improvising this or is this a script? I've lost track. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, the ghost of Moore shows up, gives testimony. Livingston shows up in with snow uh, and... Moore says that it was a tr- a trifle for his kids. Uh and uh, and then his kids requested him to include it in the uh, in the book and uh and then that's when they said why would you write St. Nicholas with a pipe uh because he couldn't find a rhyme for uh rhyme for wreath with except for teeth. So that was <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, it like, seemed like was- a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> like I was on like on my edge of my couch like is this checkmate? Like, I was sitting here like, wait a minute, dude, Livingston, you wrote this for real? Like, yeah. this face was like, okay, I'm really at the dramatic one, but give it to the ghost, though, because they were the actual, like, drama. They were fun. I thought they, they were great. They were the drama yeah. actors of it all. Like, they coming in, like, theatrically, like, dude, dude, like, oh, okay. Okay, we got this type of power. They're over here looking like, did you do that? I'm like, no, like, it's not our budget.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I loved the whole scene with, uh, I guess her name is Madison, Madison and Connor, uh, cozying up by the fire, talking to tell me something romantic looking at you right now. I feel like my heart is going to beat out of my chest. <laughs> That's great. I <laughs> love that. Uh, sometimes I feel like the, the Hallmark movies are actually a little bit hesitant to like really embrace cornball embrace mm. the cheesiness like just go for it that's we like it we when want I it this
1: movie was fun playing yes. up those tropes yeah
0: yeah exactly and uh, that so that's what I liked about this movie is that it wasn't afraid to just make him like super swoon worthy really cheesy uh, that's part of the fun escapism mm-hmm. we know that these aren't like realistic we're not <laughs> i mean and especially if you've got like except ghosts for the and, ghosts yeah you know, <laughs> like, <what? laughs> but i i really liked that whole scene by the fire it was really fun and uh and then uh so then his he has a daughter and so that's also part of his kind of worrying about continuing being an actor he gets this job offer in lithuania uh, but he really misses his daughter um so then his mom and daughter come to visit and they help decorate the tree and everything and this is when we find out that Lena get, got the lead role in the movie that starts <laughs> on the 27th in New Zealand.
1: <laughs> yeah. In New Zealand, it has to leave. <laughs>
2: yes. I was so really confused. I'm like, not even like sports pool is all. Well. They pull up maybe like on Christmas, not like New Year's Day. Like, to do sport. I'm like really the twenty. 26- um, all, yeah, all nothing days. starts
1: on the twenty seventh, and you find no. out the Christmas Eve or whatever.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I I I've gotten the impression that in L. A. pretty much like you can do almost anything. Things
1: slowed down. And yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. Christmas the week, week. too. Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that the Jefferson character was kind of a weird character. He was like managing Haley. I mean, managing oh, right. Nina. Yeah. He was managing yeah. Lena, and I was just kind of like, She's never had a lead role. Why does she have this person? Like- remember, remember, she was the hand model, like she was, uh, yeah, hand model. well, and he was, yeah,
1: the boyfriend producer, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he
0: was leaving as well to go yeah, with it felt her. Weird
1: that he was going to produce it and put all the money in and then just like jump ship immediately. <laughs> that yeah, part. yeah. The
0: part. uh, so then her friend Haley, uh, tells tells Madison says, you are the understudy use the understudy. And of course, I mean, she should have just been it all along as we've said, but, um, and I just, I thought it was hilarious when she says, nothing comes from nothing. Did you just quote sound of music to me?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they do a callback another yeah. time on, yeah,
0: <laughs> that was good writing there. uh, <laughs> uh and then, uh, So then the, uh, the agent told her agent told the TV people, she's not interested, wants direct plays. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's sort of that, um, in reality you could easily do. And many people do do both theater. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think most people are like, I'll take any and all jobs. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like someone like Patty Mirren, for instance. Like, obviously, has roles on the stage and also is in Hallmark movies and others, other things. There's so many. I mean, we had great Broadway talents uh, that are in Hall that are in Hallmark movies. You can easily do both. Most many people do, because because usually your run on a Broadway show is it is usually just uh, a couple months, and then they they bring somebody new in. And I mean, unless you're one of those people like a Yule Brenner or something like that that's like multiple (laughs) years uh but most of the time they bring in new casts and 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 things like that uh so it's a it would be no problem (laughs) she could do both easy uh so then he says he's going to take a law refresher course and then he's going to take the bar and uh and um then let's see here um and then the, the cute little line when he, he says, the only reason you took this case is so you, you is you knew you'd see me again. And she's like, guilty as charged. Yeah, so- <laughs> was that
2: was like my favorite scene of the, yeah, their, their, like their bickering I'm like, I get another for patient. I get I'm like, <laughs> this is getting hot. And this is only just a play in the movie. I'm like, keep going. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and so then uh, more appears in the big play And, uh, and this is, he says, I'm a man who loved his children so much that I was inspired by them many years ago. And that was really fun, cute. And they said, they're going to make the play an annual event. So I, what I would do is, I mean, I guess they're going to have, because they have the jury vote every year who they agree with. So yeah, it could be kind of like choose your own adventure. Like each year could be a different winner. Yeah. In yeah. the trial. Um, but this type case they're hopelessly deadlocked nine to one for more.
1: Who do you guys think after watching or you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I was filming Livingston, I think. Me too. Yeah. I think
1: I'm Team Livingston as well. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised the movie had it for more. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then they're outside talking and I see this is, uh, they're talking back and forth and she's like, just kiss me already. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. I loved that. So yeah, I could, like I said, I could have had even more of them, but, uh, it was just nutty and fun and weird this movie, mm-hmm. I would say. So I give it a four out of five. I enjoyed it.
1: Now it sounds like I, I, in my head, I had already decided four. and now it just sounds like I'm copying you, Rachel. I know, me
2: too.
0: <laughs> so that's what you give Jasmine?
2: Yeah, I was going to do a
0: four. Unanimous. <laughs> All,
2: <laughs> All right. Four. Yeah, okay. We can do
0: more
2: of these. So, i classics.
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarky Smart Store.
3: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
3: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more.
3: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more.
0: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more.
3: Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
0: There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or
3: see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
0: Five more minutes, moments like these. Uh, with uh, This is on the 17th on Hallmark Movies Mysteries, Miracles of Christmas. Uh, Ashley Williams, Lucas Bryant, director Kevin Fairer, and this is the second holiday story inspired by Scotty McCreary's song, five more minutes, a young widow's Christmas wish for her son is answered in unexpected ways when she returns to their old home for the holidays. And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I did not like the one last year, the first one, I, they had a whole emotional cheating element, mm. uh, which really hurt the romance a lot and just made me. Just not as invested as I should have been because you didn't I love... want any more minutes.
1: You were like, give him yes. thirty seconds more, <laughs> so more
0: minutes. It was my least favorite of the whole season last year, uh, so I was approaching this one with some hesitation. And I do kind of feel like it was ambitious casting, I, because normally we see Ashley as more of a comedic actress. So this was definitely an interesting role for them to put her in, and she actually I thought did a really good job. Uh, and it worked for me, um, and so I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought I would. I probably should have warned you, Christine, that this was because it's on movies and mysteries, one of the more emotional ones. It's Sure. Drama. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I ended up enjoying it because um I I felt like the little kid was really good. They had a very good kid actor, and uh, I I thought that ashley did a really good job and that lucas was good and they did have pretty good chemistry so overall i i thought it worked as one of these emotional kind of more stories dramas uh what did you think jasmine
2: i actually enjoyed it just see ashley outside of you know her you know usual tone of hallmark channel movies I thought that she's taking on like an emotional you know yeah. role i'm like she nailed it in my book and you know what this reminded me of the story it reminded me of the movie jack frost with michael keaton in it i'm like that always except for there was no like no snowman and that movie's bonkers like i'm just saying but <laughs> yeah. i'm like it kind of gave me that little like that little mystery of like you know a, a, that jack frost in a sense yeah minutes. i'm like i'm here for it i love the you know the kids like i want to you know i'm going to say like i don't want to go to london I'm like i don't want to go to london either i love your town and then you know just seeing like these little clues uh-huh. in the sense like going around like this little boy here following this little boy from like okay like his same age to like an older kid I'm like what is going on and then oh, maybe teenager? the second or third kid that showed up I'm, like hold up wait a minute is this I caught off to the third kid I'm like wait a minute not even knowing um, the dad in a sense but I'm like wait is this the dad <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he well, had you
0: seen the one last year I don't remember What's the, name of it the same year? thing happened last year it was <sighs> there was like a teenage version of her love that shows up and they get to know and anyway um so uh, but uh, Christine what did you overall think of this one
1: I will admit it is not my favorite and it's <laughs> not that I don't like drama because I do like drama uh-huh but it, and what's sort of fun, I suppose, is that I knew nothing going in. Yeah, I didn't know about the previous one, and I didn't know what was supposed to happen. Um, and in the intro, I mean, first off, in that first scene, they're like, if, I, "If just five more minutes," they say like three times in that first scene, which made me giggle. But then when the dad <laughs> is like, "Oh, I have a headache," I was like, "Oh, oh you're no. like, oh no!" <laughs> and then he gets in the car and it touches his head, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. You know, in the headlights, whatever. <laughs> um, so. I feel like I I rolled my eyes a bit with some of it. Mm -hmm. That being said, I thought Ashley Williams and also not being super familiar with Ashley Williams. And so I I don't come in with all of that, knowing that she's more of a comedic actress. I thought she was the heart of the movie. She was lovely. And she she had funny moments. She she lightened it, brought some like quirk to that character that I thought was really nice. Um, And I thought Lucas Bryant, too. I felt like. Although in some moments I wasn't rooting for them in the sense that like, when we first meet him, he comes on a bit strong. I thought he was very dreamy and sweet Mm -hmm. and like, ultimately it paid off. But when he first was introduced, I was like, he's a little pushy in a way that like I wasn't into. And (laughs) I'll admit at the end, I was like, you should
0: go to London. What what an (laughs) incredible thing to,
1: you know, like I was team London and I knew they weren't going to end up in London. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, the the thing where this movie loses me is the idea that they are going to build this, what is it? Commercial zoned like thing. They're going to tear down this like evidently (laughs) architecturally significant home that like is is pretty new and beautiful and like people are literally going to see this house you know just because it's so you know beautiful they're gonna tear it down and build some commercial property in like the middle of nowhere like what yeah it seemed a little silly ridiculous and then when he stood up at the end of
1: like no it can't be done this is personal or whatever like I was like I don't know
0: (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous that part of it i mean and we've seen that in they there's never I, one of these movies we need to have a well-meaning kind condo developer multiple <laughs>
2: just like the lawyers they developer. need to give one <laughs> one movie for and the only movie that comes to mind that had a similar thing about oh we're gonna buy the property we were carried down was um uh, was it Christmas Everlasting with Tatiana Ali in it? When they were gonna tear like mm. if she sold the property, they even tear it down. Yeah, they were. They were gonna tear it down, and because they had been by that lake. And, <laughs> yeah, like, me. Yeah, they, they were tear it down. If, they, if she sold the property, like, I'm gonna sell like a um, barney. Like I'm not living here. I'm living in New York. Like you know, like if you like well, after she found out about, it, she's like, wait, they tear like that's like my childhood memories and like yeah. went to condos. I'm like, the only thing I don't I like, remember. Like, is there like,
0: no other land? They can build condos on in these towns.
2: (laughs) Like why
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean the only one I could think of, a kindly condo developer, was in Kiss Before Christmas last year with James Denton. He has kind Mm -hmm. of a it's a wonderful life kind of arc. uh, in I like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a good one. But um, but anyway, that whole part of it was just ridiculous. And I I like Mark Humphreys a lot, who plays his boss. He's Mm. really good. Mm -hmm. uh and uh and so it it was like oh it's a shame they have them in this just silly role uh but but uh i i i liked everything to do with making the house the yule house Mm -hmm. and that was really fun and well executed i thought um making it really christmassy and i did think the little kid was really cute
1: Mm-hmm. I thought it was very cute. I thought it was funny, though, because there is a time passage, you know, of four years I, and that they didn't either try to age him or something like in that like he looks the exact same in that opening scene to then we see him and they just put him in like a sweater. So he's like a little more like a little mister <laughs> with true. a little sweater. I was like, you could have picked a different kid for the the less important opening scene. Um, but that's a pet peeve. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then there was a, a a good joke where they said, what does a house wear an address? Yeah,
1: (laughs) that may, I was like, I should remember that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the things that I guess I have a harder time with these kind of movies it, relating to the whole sort of like super attachment to a house, because that's just not my life experience. Mm. My parents moved a lot. I just never had that house that was like the house, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, and and- it wasn't
1: about like the items in the house. Cause she wasn't living there. It was just the house. You yeah. Know? Because, yeah, I
0: mean, and it makes sense in this case, because her husband who's dead has literally designed it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, Although I mean, in a
1: sense you would think that would make her run away from the house, like like go want to get rid of it in mm-hmm. a sense. Well, I think that that's why she didn't did leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but she like actually. I suppose it.
1: that's true. That she it's one thing to not be there, but to sell it is a is yeah. a more final.
0: Yeah. Um, but they did have some fun little like flirting, uh, uh, montages where they're like putting in carpet. <laughs> like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I enjoyed that. Decorating. That was fun painting. Yeah, uh, there we- was more
1: humor than I expected. Given that I could tell that it was like a heavier kind of thing, like yeah. when he put like the Santa stencil on the window and was like, "That's creepy" or
0: whatever. Like they they made jokes about things,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true, uh, and then uh yeah we see that adam starts talking to this teenager who's drawing this house and uh, we find out later that uh basically that that was the five more minutes you know same thing um we also get a cameo from nikki DeLoach, who was in the movie last year so that was fun that was fun um teaching luminary crafts and they said make every minute count so sweet Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So then, uh, then Adam asks her, uh, what would dad think about us spending so much time with Matthew, which was like kind of awkward. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I was glad he asked that. Yeah. I I thought that was a (laughs) fair question. (laughs) I was asking the same thing. (laughs) She says, I wish I knew I was getting it right with Adam and, uh, and, uh, that, he'll come home and find me buried underneath a pile of candied apples and spiders. <laughs> yeah, like I said, funny things in there. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, this is when we uh, so they had some they had this like cute little date and they find out that she evidently thinks that rocking around the christmas tree is an overrated christmas song. I which- know,
1: hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, if you were going to say overrated, what would you say, Christine?
1: Oh, uh, What songs overrated for Christmas? I mean, I can think of a lot of bad songs, but maybe people agree with them. And I know Rachel, you and I have talked about the the Twelve Days of Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that comes to mind first off. Yes. Uh, boy, Twelve
0: Christmas Days of Christmas process. and Little Drummer Boy. Those, I mean, I don't know how much people love them. So I don't know. You know if what about the Bing
1: Crosby, but... Bowie, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy? That they just, do it a little drummer yeah, boy? That, yeah, that's pretty that fun. That one I think is a fun one. There's like a few interesting, or Pink Martini has a fun little drummer boy too, but wouldn't be on my list of best ones.
0: <laughs> Jasmine, do
2: you have an overrated Christmas song? Oh my gosh. Like it's hard to say because I'm like sitting here, like don't put this on your playlist. Don't put this on your playlist. But um <sighs> I guess maybe I, I might say it's the. Um, I know your cat
1: has one. <laughs> I know he <laughs> does. Christmas. He's like no. <laughs> I
2: was like this one is it? I'm like I know. I've had the dream like with the little drummer boy for sure. You know, it's like, you know, unless you know, be a to change a little bit, but as years go on, I'm like I can't say more. I because if hit on my mood, I'm like, okay, this is play overplayed. But I'm like I love her so much. I'm like, okay, but I yeah. I, I will probably say little drummer boy unless I find a fun a drummer boy song, you know, but. That probably
1: had to be it. Yeah. Maybe in the, the Christmas sentimental. Season, we need to have that. We need to, another- our
2: Christmas tree to play around the Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> another song that inspired a Hallmark movie, uh Christmas Shoes. Could that be an overrated? Yes. yes. <laughs> that one is. <laughs> that one's rough. <laughs> I don't
0: that know if it was a really Hallmark rough.
1: movie, but I know it was uh, inspired yeah. a movie. <laughs>
0: yes. With with Ashley's sister. Oh, that's funny. Paula oh, yeah. Williams is in that movie. <laughs> Uh, and I did think it was a fun little sequence when she's hiding from him in the candy store and he <laughs> sees her and he's like, why are you hiding from me? <laughs> so I was just checking out the candy, make sure it's safe. <laughs> that was, I thought a good scene through them. And he, <laughs> uh, and so they, then they had near kiss and he's like, I hadn't felt that way about anybody in a long time and uh then uh that adam says that he wants to stay he doesn't want to go to london um and she says it's okay if you're upset with me but what i don't want you to do is shut down and he says i don't hate you mom so it was cute it was cute uh, I might've hated my parents if they were saying we were moving. <laughs> I don't know. I was that age. sounds great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and I guess part of why I was pro London is like either way they were moving because they were in Los Angeles for those years. So right. either they were yeah. moving and relocating back to where they lived, but not for like four years ago when a kid's life is so long ago, I feel mm-hmm. like if he's going to have to move, move to London.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then Matthew and Adam talk and they say we don't know what's in store, but we can appreciate the time we get together. And then they play football together. And that's when she's like, she's like, I like American football. This This is like a key (laughs) argument of staying, not going to uh, London is uh, she likes American football better. Um, But she goes into the basement and she sees the drawings uh and then she has this five more minutes moment with her husband and uh it was very sweet Uh, definitely meant to bring on the tears <laughs> um, and uh and then they they have the open house with uh and that's when uh his boss comes in oh we're making this commercial <laughs> land, real estate mm-hmm. i can't do and that you knew about it yeah yeah you knew about it? <laughs> outraged <laughs> <laughs> yes and so he declines the job it's it's not just business for for me <laughs> anymore uh and then uh then they let's see here so he sent the teenager to adam to help teenage him and that he also he sent matthew to her Is what he, her husband says
2: yeah uh, i love and- that because no, I really love that because I like I had to be out for five more minutes. But like I gave you five clues. Like what was the fifth clue? Like, I'm like I'm really counting. I'm like
0: yeah, yeah. Was, and then she looks at the picture.
2: It was sunglasses. It was the drawing. Mm-hmm. It was, then I was like I wow. It was just like not only did I give you five more minutes with you know with us, yeah. but it was just more of I gave you five clues. Mm.
0: Right. And so then they he gets them to release the contract and uh, and he says oh we can be friends and she says oh we're gonna stay here and uh and she says what if i want to be more than friends will you go <laughs> on a date with me i thought you never ask. <laughs> that was sweet sweet so considering i i, I hated the last one i uh, i went into this with pretty low expectations so i think it did help in that way um but i give it like a 3.25 Mm,
1: that's um, very specific. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> uh, well, what about you, Jasmine? What would you give
2: it? I was gonna give this movie uh a 3.5 actually. 3.5. Mm. I was maybe 3.5 or a 4, but definitely a 3.5.
0: Yeah, I think I like Hall. The reason why 3.25 is I do think I would rather watch Holiday Heritage again over this. Mm. But partly that's just a uh the, you know, the Tear jerkers usually aren't aren't my favorite, but uh, but Christine, what would you give out of five?
1: Uh, two point one six seven would be my. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> I couldn't yes. help myself, but yeah, yes.
1: probably, probably for me, it, it's a little lower. Even though, like I said, I thought Ashley Williams' performance was quite good.
0: Yeah, yeah, she definitely elevates it for sure. So there we go, we did it. We talked about all <laughs> three of these movies. Uh, but I think we all agree it was the night before Christmas was the, was the winner. It was event. my favorite of the bunch. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much, Christine, for coming and doing this. Yes. And, Thank uh, you so
1: much for having me. This is like so exciting and so fun. And yeah, yeah, I'm we'll so definitely
0: to have to have you back again. And uh, if people want to find your movie and follow you on socials and stuff, how can they do that?
1: Well, to watch the movie right now, it's on Peacock, uh, Roku, 2B, Amazon Prime, all those places you find it. And then you can find me. Instagram's usually the best place. Christine Weatherup, uh, just by name. Or you can find the movie, See You Next Christmas Movie on Instagram.
0: Very good. And Jasmine, how people find you?
2: Everybody can find me on Twitter or Instagram at shereem16, S-H-R-E-E-M-1-6 rates and you can find me at Rachel's
0: Reviews. All of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out, and make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast. Except for on Facebook because our Facebook was disabled and we can't get it back. So don't follow us there. But everywhere else, we're on the social medias. And uh, and if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot, and people to be able to find us and uh and if you are watching youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we also have our Patreon group which is really fun you can be a part of watch alongs like we did with christine Mm -hmm. uh in i think september it was really so fun fun. yeah yeah so you should check out the patreon it's a great deal and a a lot of fun and a great support to us and then we also have the merch store we can tons of fun festive designs uh, and uh, we really appreciate that support also. And thanks again, Christine, and wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And thank you so Merry much Christmas. for supporting the podcast. Merry Christmas! Yay.
2: Woo! <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs>